Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. When we last saw Clark Kent, he had dropped his reporter's disguise and, as Superman, was flying to the Bartlett shipyard at Haynes River. There, loaded with deadly incendiary bombs, is a newly constructed mechanical man released by Max Heller, head of a foreign espionage ring. Already, the steel monster, towering ten feet high and impervious to bullets, has crashed through the yard's iron gate and is slowly approaching the water's edge where twelve naval vessels, ready to launch, are resting in their inflammable wooden cradles. Suddenly, a tongue of orange flame leaps from a pocket in the monster's chest as one of the time bombs explodes. Then another, and another. Liquid fire spills from the steel pocket in a roaring cascade. Greedily, it licks at the dry wood, spreading like molten lead, white hot and hissing. Suddenly, a strange rush of wind clears the thick, billowing smoke above the roaring blaze, and Superman, red cloak streaming, drops from the sky like a plummet and lands at the water's edge, into the very heart of the blinding inferno. Uh, I had a feeling I'd be too late. This isn't any ordinary fire. That stuff spreads fast. There's only one thing to do. Launch those destroyers. If I can get them out into the water, I may save them. Here goes. Shielded from sight by an impenetrable wall of flame, Superman, single-handed, sends the completed ships down the waves one after the other. Taxing even his superhuman strength, the 10,000-ton ocean dreadnoughts locked in steel and wood scaffolding yield reluctantly to his straining muscles, quiver from stem to stern as he forces them into the heaving water. Ah, only two more to go and those ships will be safe. Ah, come on, don't fight me. We need you to slap the jets off the map. That a girl. There you go. All right, now for the last. You're going to follow your sister ship. That's it. Start moving. Just a little more. That does it. Oh, boy, Ah, that fire's spreading fast. It'll reach those other boats if I don't do something about it. Water won't put it out. Tearing up the earth will. I'll smother it. And after that's done, I've got to find that mechanical man. I won't destroy this one. I'll use him. Like a human steam shovel, Superman tears into the hard, frozen ground, fashioning a miniature earthquake that smothers the leaping flames under tons of sand and gravel. And then, gradually, the fire subsides until, in the gathering darkness... There are only glowing embers and curling wisps of gray smoke. And as the smoke clears, all that can be seen are the 12 destroyers floating free and untouched. Both Superman and the mechanical monster have vanished as though into thin air. But at the abandoned factory five miles from the shipyard, where Max Heller and his men have set up machinery to build an army of steel robots, Lois Lane, a prisoner of the espionage ring, faces its mastermind, her eyes flashing, white-hot anger draining the color from her cheeks. You call yourself a man, Heller. It's a joke. A ghastly, horrible joke. God never created anything slimier than you are. Never. Are you through? Yes, I'm through. 
You might just as well get rid of me now. No matter what happens, I'll never tell you who's on your trail. They'll catch up with you yet, and when they do, my only hope is that they make you suffer unbelievable torture. Is that all, Fräulein? Yes. That's all. Now I will have something to say. You think I did not live up to my promise. Uh, the promise I made you that if you gave me the information I wished, I would not dispatch the mechanical man to destroy the shipyard. That is what you think, man. You know exactly what I think. Yes, and you are wrong. Something happened to the radio control panel. The mechanical man could not be stopped. It was unavoidable, unfortunate. Unfortunate? That's a fine word for wholesale destruction. Unfortunate. My mechanic is working on the control panel now. You can see that with your own eyes. It's too late now. That flaming sky told the story. You've done your little job. I see there's no point in discussing the matter with you further. The mask will escort you back to your room where you will remain for the present. So why prolong the show, Hella? I'd rather be dead than breathe the same air that you breathe. Take away. Come on. Let go of my arm. Come on, or I'll break I told you she is not to be hurt. It'd do her good. She'd sing a different tune. You have my orders? I have a good reason. Show her to our room. All right. Have it your own way. Well, Hirschman, this is not yet repaired. What kind of a mechanic are you? The wires were crossed. Now it will work. Let us see. We will make an attempt to bring back our steel messenger who did such a fine job. Our witch dial controls the flying mechanism, uh, the propeller. This one here, Helen. So, now to effect its return. This switch. So, that is all? Yeah. Unless it was destroyed in the fire, it should not take long. You, uh, you saw the flames from the sky, Hirschman. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, it is only the beginning, Hirschman. Only the beginning. You will build these amazing mechanical men, and I will make good use of them. The sky will be on fire all over this country. Uh, it does not take long to bring frightened people to the knees. What is that idea? A plane motor. No. It is the mechanical man. Roll back the doors, Hirschman, quickly. Look, Hirschman. It is flying in. Look. I cannot believe my eyes, but it is true. We have brought it back, Hirschman. We have twisted the dial and, and turned the switch, and here it is. Uh, close the doors. <sighs> the red bulbs in the eyes are gone, and the steel is black with smoke, but that is a small matter. Tomorrow you will repair it. Hirschman, all of the world is in the palm of that creature's hand, and we are his master, and the master of all that will follow him. Uh, but come, it is late. This miracle we will explore in the morning. Now, Hirschman, we cannot lose. Heil. Heil. Cloaked in the all-enveloping darkness of the high-ceiling basement room, the mechanical man, its eyes hollow, gaping sockets, and its steel body smoke-blackened, stands like some prehistoric giant suddenly robbed of motion. Not a sound disturbs the silence of the underground chamber. Not a pinpoint of light shows through the pitch black. And suddenly a faint metallic scraping cuts the stillness like a sharp knife. And slowly, one of the steel plates that form the mechanical monster's back raises up on its hinges. For a moment, there is silence again. And then, the red-caped figure of Superman, hidden in the vast cavern of the mechanical man's hollow body, emerges from the opening and drops lightly to the stone floor. So far, so good. I knew there was only one way of locating Heller, and that was to let the mechanical man bring me back here. Good thing I didn't disturb any of those wires inside him or he wouldn't have worked. Now to find Lois and those blueprints. After that, Heller and the mask will be taken care of. And, well, this door should lead someplace. Moving silently along the dim-lit corridor, Superman calls into play his amazing power of X-ray vision. 
Piercing the stone wall to the rooms on the corridor, he picks out the one occupied by Lois, notices that she is stretched out on a cot seemingly asleep. Drawing up before the door, he reaches under his cape and in a few moments is once again dressed in the disguising street clothes of Clark Kent. Softly, he taps on the door. Lois! Lois! Who is it? Clark Kent, open up. I can't. The door's locked from the outside. Maybe I can force it. Stand back. <laughs> Quick, let's close it again. Someone's liable to come by. Clark, how in heaven things? Save a life, Alita Lois. It's a long story. Where's Max Heller? In a room at the end of the corridor. Can't you at least tell me how you knew I was here? Not now. Have you any idea where the mechanical man blueprints are? No, I don't. But they've already built one of those horrible creatures that set fire to a shipyard tonight. Yes, I know. Chances are that Heller keeps the blueprints with him in his room. But he keeps a revolver there, too. That's all right. Don't be a fool, Clark. He's a cold-blooded killer. He... Shh, quiet. Someone's coming. Quick, stretch out on the cot. Okay, Clark. Now, don't move. No matter what happens. Who forced this door? I did, Heller. Oh, too bad you missed, but I won't. Clark, are you hurt? No, but our friend Heller is. Get back. We have another visitor. Problem with the yellow mask. I won't give him a chance to ask any questions. Kemp, what are you doing? Ah, the mask, all right. Uh-oh. That shot must have gotten them all up. You've got Heller's gun, Lois. Watch these two specimens. I'll take care of the rest. All right, boys, come out. Come into this office, Mr. Thornton. It's too noisy out here. Yeah, that's better. Well, I was sorry to have to drag you down to the Daily Planet to give you these blueprints, but I've been so busy tying up loose ends I couldn't get away. I don't mind in the least, Mr. Kent. Frankly, I'm the most amazed man in the world. How you ever rounded up that espionage gang and recovered these plans will always be a mystery to me. Well, I was lucky, that's all. Well, it was more than luck, Kent. I'm sure you don't appreciate what you've done for your country. It's beyond description. I feel much safer now that Heller is behind bars. <laughs> he isn't. What do you mean? Major Campbell called me an hour ago. Heller died of a heart attack while being transported from police headquarters to the city jail. Well, I don't like to say it, but that's even better. The man was ruthless and clever. Probably the most dangerous individual in the country. His death is no loss to any of us. No, it's... A... Oh, excuse me. Can't speaking. Mr. Kent? Yes? I called to compliment you on your achievement. It was very remarkable. But perhaps next time the tables will be turned. Who is this? Max Heller. Stunned, Clark Kent stares into the telephone mouthpiece. Can he believe his ears? Has he been listening to a voice from the dead? Or is it some trick? Don't fail to hear the next episode for a startling development in this story of foreign espionage. Tune in and listen, we're the Superman! Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.